<laughs> so you know what, Darren? Uh, Lampard just got sacked. Oh, yeah, I know, Jordan. That's really bad. You're really good at stand-up, though. I know, Darren. I am. Yeah. Uh, that kind of thing. But no, That accent's I, great, I, uh... great at my accent. They're well done. <laughs> Uh, hello and welcome to Injury Time Podcast. I'm Jordan Robinson. I'm Darren Matthews. And after last week, uh, I would like to take this opportunity uh, to number one, apologize to Darren, Thank to you. apologize to Dave, who was our guest on last week's podcast, and apologize to you, the listening fans. Uh, I have sought out uh, a different type of program for me to go to to deal with my anger management problems. And uh, I, I think uh, in the bottom of my heart, I can uh, find a place to forgive you, Darren, um, for your uh, your incompetence. So I appreciate I, I do appreciate that. <laughs> I think, I, I think so I that's how take, we're start- Yeah, yeah. I, I hope people realize that. Imagine this was like the first episode somebody listened to being like, fuck, these guys are somber. I'm like, we are actually. Uh, <laughs> we're when, actually very good friends. <laughs> yeah. When the world's not fucked, we do comedy. Swear to God. Uh, I, I would like that. I would like to take this opportunity to apologize for talking over the top of you last week in the intro, and then also take the opportunity to blame Dave. I don't think we should be forgiving him for anything. <laughs> yeah, it, it was all Dave. I can't wait until he comes back on the podcast. He's, uh, he's, he's not here to defend himself, so it's just an easy target, really. Uh, yeah. Oh man, how you been? We we were discussing off air our uh, inability to catch a fucking exclusive. I know, right? Yeah, uh, straight into it. Lampard got sacked literally about half an hour after we stopped recording last week. Jordan, had, you know, uh, you had, I was, I was going to, I was fully expecting you to like edit in a conversation with yourself after we had recorded. <laughs> so you know what, Darren, uh, Lampard just got sacked. Oh yeah, I know, Jordan. That's really bad. You're really good at stand up, though. I know, Darren. I am yeah. uh, that kind of thing. But no, that accent's um, great. I, uh, great at my accent. They're well done. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so Frank Lampard's been sacked uh, after what 18 months in the job at Chelsea. Yep. Um, the former England midfielder uh, was very successful at the club, as we all know, uh, left in Premiership titles and Champions League and FA Cups and stuff like that. Uh, he's their all time goal scorer with 211 goals. Uh, uh, but then he got sacked just after 19 months and he leaves uh, less than 24 hours after they, Chelsea went through in the FA Cup after beating Luton 3 1. Can we also point out that? This is proven to Roman Abramovich. It doesn't matter who the fuck you are. He yeah, will exactly. fire you. And he, do you know how much it is? He will fire you, but he will also give you millions of pounds to sack you. Chelsea have now paid out 110 million pounds in payouts to managers they have fired. Because what, if you've got a decent agent, your contract will say, you can sack me, but you're paying out the contract. 110 yeah. million we, as a United fan, we were given off sorted. about Paul Pogba being a waste of money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a bit crazy. And um, the ex, uh, sorry, uh, Borussia Dortmund manager, Thomas Tuchel, or however you pronounce his surname. Is it, I was uh, trying to figure this out. Is it Tuchel? Is it Tuchel? Tuchel, or, Tuchel. Yeah. Or I, no. I th- I'm just going to call him the ghost of Christmas past because he looks like he's been <laughs> dead for several years. Um, he he does not look like a well man at all. Um Skeletor, uh, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, Skeletor. <laughs> Skeletor is perfect. We'll go with Skeletor. Yeah. Um, but with, after uh, the transfer window that uh, Chelsea had at the start of the season, signing Kai Havertz and, um, you know, uh, Mendy and Nets and uh, Timo Werner and stuff like that. You're, and uh, Pulisic as well, I think that was before the transfer window. So he was there last season, wasn't he? Um, but I, like after you spend that amount of money and if you're not walking the league, um, yeah. I mean, like, I, I don't necessarily agree with him being sacked, but I can understand why they sacked him, if you know what I mean. Well, I mean, Chelsea have been accused of buying the league the first few, like when Abra- uh, Abramovich uh, yeah. took in Mourinho, like many, many yeah. moons ago. That was the first allegation of a team buying the league because it was the, the billionaire owner before Man City had done it. Chelsea had done it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like, you know, can money buy the league? But I mean, Lampard was part of those teams that won all that stuff. And then... You know, True. played for England, amazing for Chelsea, you know, like a, a real career at the club and then retires, becomes manager and lasts 18 months in the job uh, for three years. But I mean, Lampard obviously is is a Chelsea legend and, and he was mm. sort of newer to the management game than some of the guys they'd sacked previously. He's he sacked yeah. absolute legendary managers. He, he sacked Roberto yeah. Di Matteo after he won the Champions League. 
that still boggles my mind. Like that, that annoys uh, but then, me. <laughs> but then they give people like Abram Grant too much of a chance. Yeah, and you're just like, what? What? What is the thought process behind this? Like, I think uh, one. Of his, then, I think one of his pairs was like one of the biggest ones as well. Dad, you imagine like, imagine just like you technically you're not working for a paycheck anymore. So every managerial job you choose from now on is like, you don't, you could literally go to like Grimsby town and you go like, right, I'm getting these guys to the Champions League final. If you want, well, you're not going to, but yeah. <laughs> you know, if you wanted to, if you were that way inclined, you could try it. Like, um, what do you, so, what yeah, do you that, think, or how do you think that will affect their chances? Do you think with that point, I mean, Chelsea spent a lot of cash, as you said, and yeah, the other thing was, I think there was maybe a pass given last year because obviously Chelsea had the transfer ban, so they couldn't buy anybody. Mm-hmm. But then yeah. this year they were like, well, there's money. And then they've got halfway through the season and they're like, what did you do with the money? And he's like, here it is. And the Chelsea fans are like, okay, and now what? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, uh, yeah about that. Because last year was a great excuse. We can't buy anybody. That's why we're we're not challenging yeah, here, you know? Yeah, yeah. And now that they, they don't really have like a fucking excuse now, um, which is kind of weird. I don't know. I don't see them doing anything in the Premiership this year. Uh, I get, I gave them at the start of the season my outside chance of winning the Champions League because their form in Europe was top notch. Mm-hmm. But uh, at the minute now, I mean, like you're just going to have to wait and see how it can they can adapt uh, halfway through um, uh, the February campaign of the Champions League in the knockout stages. So um, I mean, like, watch the space. I'm not saying they're completely out of it, but I'm saying. Uh, you know, they'll need to be playing a lot better than what they've been playing recently. Is it a strange one as well to hire in a manager who has been previously sacked? It's not like he yeah. finished his contract with somebody else and was like, nah, I fancy a new challenge. I want to manage the Premier League. He got, yeah. like, he got sacked at PSG, didn't he? PSG, yeah, replaced um, by uh, Mario Pochettino. Pochettino yeah. yeah, so interesting that way to be like, well, you didn't keep your fucking last job. And the, that was another team that spent untold millions. Like their, he got their team sheet didn't beat anybody, final. so yeah, that's true. Yeah. Champions League final, so uh, I mean, like it's all about your CV at the end of the day. When you have that, even if you like don't win it, if you get them to the Champions League final, you know that's what you kind of want. Especially if you're a team like Chelsea, you have had the reputation of you know winning past Champions Leagues and you know uh, being a difficult opposition uh, in the knockout stages as well. I don't think anybody looks at Chelsea going like, "Oh, thank fuck, we have Chelsea." You know what I mean? Yeah, well, we'll, we'll cover it uh, when we do the, the scores this week, but they sure. did celebrate with a win today, so it'll be... Yeah, see how we yeah go. We'll, we'll talk about that in the scores. Um, Atletico Madrid have gone 10 points clear at the top of La Liga. That's that's massive. Um, they are 10, 10 points ahead of Real Madrid, who are in second place at the minute, and they have a game in hand, and their goal difference is three better than Madrid's. All right, that's, that's looking pretty damn good. Barcelona have uh, kind of recovered a bit of form as well, but with Atletico Madrid being on 50 points uh, with 19 games, Barcelona played 20, 38 points. So, I mean, like, they're definitely going to get Champions League football again. That, yeah. that I uh, almost put the house on that. Like, um, But yeah, it'll be very interesting to see how that goes because Sevilla are in third, one point behind Madrid at the minute, and Barcelona one point behind them. So... Yeah, it'll be very interesting. I, th- I think that's probably the league where you're looking at is apart bar the uh, the title race for the Premiership at the minute, that's probably going to be the most entertaining league in Europe. Yeah, I, you know I, mean, I mean, I was saying for like news stories, I was checking out a bit stuff during the week. Did you see, obviously, with now with uh, moving out of, out of Spain? So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, 10 points is massive. And also, Atletico Madrid, fair play for so many years being, you know, the, the bridesmaid yeah, yeah. out, of, out of two horse race to mix my analogies. Yeah, <laughs> uh, for them now to be flying is really really cool. So, yeah, but yeah, you, no, uh, it's... sorry to interrupt, but pause. Just finish, no, finish okay. what you're out there. Yeah, no, I was just saying that it, they genuinely have. But they've been the the kind of like third wheel of the whole th- of the La Liga for seasons and seasons now. So it's it's nice to see them do well. But yeah, because they're in the Champions League hunt as well. Yeah, well, I mean, they, Atletico would have been in the Champions League quite a bit, but it was yeah. always from finishing third or winning a you know a smaller cup in Spain. Yeah. Uh, news stories from the week as well in Scotland, Rangers are still a mile and a half ahead of, Ch- of Celtic, who uh, lost again the other day. So yeah, two one against St Mirren. Yeah, I forgot St Mirren uh, were a team. I swear to God. Yeah, 
Yeah, I thought they were fucking. I thought it was the pub. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, you yeah. know. So it's it. Yeah, it's diabolical. Just have a complete write off. Start again. Uh, but now the old firm will definitely have a bit more bite to it. Well, yeah. there's still. I mean, there's still two games in the old firm to, if in the schedule this year, isn't it? Because they all play each other fucking four times a year, and then a Scottish yeah, Cup and all crazy. that. They end up playing each other like six times a year. It's daft. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, and like it is one of the best uh, derbies in the world. Like, so you do like to see the competition between them. But when there's such a big golfing class at the minute between Celtic and Rangers, you know, especially coming from the perspective of like wanting you know Celtic to do well and stuff like that, uh, yeah, fucking stop the count. That's what I say. <laughs> um, uh, moving on, uh, uh, the British and Irish Lions. Now their tour was supposed to be in South Africa this. Uh, this summer it was supposed to be around July August time, yeah. Uh, and it's and they're due to visit South Africa uh, for a three test series uh, against world champions. Uh, but the issue is that uh, South Africa have developed a new variant of COVID nineteen, and there's a lot of uh, uncertainty surrounding whether the tournament will actually go ahead as planned. Um, so the white uh, the knights in shining armor of the Australian Rugby Association. Uh, have said, look, lads, if you want, you can play here. Um, and they, 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 uh, the rugby chairman, Hamish McLean, uh, was say, saying they're here to help and they want international rugby to succeed. And therefore, they're offering their, uh, you know, their country, essentially, um, to uh, host it just because of the, um, the R rate in Australia is pretty much... Uh, Latin to a decent extent because I have a cousin who lives in Melbourne and I was uh, texting her the other day and she was like oh yeah this is the first day that face masks aren't mandatory anymore and you see that's what happens when you know your government actually knows what it's doing <laughs> and does it early it's not even know what you're doing it's yeah. just not it's just not doing it a year <laughs> after the fucking fact so. exactly just hedging the bets c- closing the barn door after the fucking horse is seven years dead <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, but yeah, have you got anything else to talk about in the intro? That's that's all oh, I got. Absolutely, I've got a big one for you. What about that sweet bit of business between our two clubs? We've uh, we've thrown you a wee player. Now, yeah, I swear to God, I think I'm the only West Ham fan that is not excited about this whatsoever. Actually, I could give less than a piss about Jesse Lingard. Okay, can I can I just um give you probably the background about why United have done this. Uh, obviously, yeah. so um, it's so weird as well for Lingard because he's now been loaned to a team that are higher up the table than the team he plays for. So that's yeah, weird. You know, normally, normally when you're like, we're sending you on loan, where am I going? Jelling him. Oh, cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> basically what's happened is, as far as I'm aware, Lingard's, I think he was out of contract. So which means that he could have been away for a year. So United re-signed him because if he goes free, you get nothing for him. Or you send exactly. him for a year, send him on loan, let someone else pay his wages, comes back at the end of the year, he's still in contract, and you're able to actually sell him and make coin off him. This is what it mm. looks like to me. Football is obviously a business and a bit of a you know chess moving around the board. But it'll be interesting. Here's the thing as well, as a West Ham fan, basically with what the team you have. So obviously mm-hmm. he wasn't, it, there was kind of no place for him to fit in with the team of what Sol- Solskjaer was doing. Yeah. Is he going to fit in West Ham? Where, where do you put him? I- I don't necessarily think so, because if I was looking for a center attacking midfielder, I definitely would pick Lanzini over Jesse Lingard. Yeah. Uh, and like even Lanzini's not getting the games at all. And that's why uh, Felipe Anderson is uh, on loan at Lazio at the minute, just because he didn't fit into the team either. Um, and as much as I, you kind of like those flashy type of players, the types like, you know, Lingard, Lanzini, uh, the Payat to a certain extent when he was at West Ham. Uh, although he mainly played in the left, he's up the center now at Marseille. But you, you do like that kind of, you know, straight down the middle threat rather than, you know, having to go either side of the defense. And that's that's what I like to see personally as a football fan. Um, but but seeing like, I, I genuinely think he won't get as much playtime as he did during his prime at Man United. I think that's a given. Uh, whether or not, you know, he'll get the goals, assists or, you know, enough time even coming on as a substitute or anything like that. That's another thing. I wouldn't be too sure in saying that it's definitely going to happen. Like, so it's like, I think uh, in terms of transfers, this, uh, this January transfer window, uh, Odegaard going to Arsenal, that's a good move. Like that, that's 
it's good for both for uh, for Real Madrid for Odegaard and for Arsenal everybody's benefiting um, the worst piece of business was definitely done by West Ham with Hilaire going to Ajax yeah that's selling him yeah yeah but it's not only we're losing the goals pay 45 million for him sold him for 15 and 5% of that's going back to Frankfurt because of the sell-on clause in his contract oh okay so they, they triggered the clause so they really they fucked up there and like I like he was he was playing regularly enough when Antonio was injured and stuff like that. So I, I don't necessarily see like he wasn't getting the game time. He mustn't have just like playing in London. So uh, you know it's just it's just that kind of thing. But also I think uh, in, like European um, transfers. Um, Andres Milik, uh, the Polish striker, moved from Napoli to Marseille, and it, like I don't know of a like he just suits that uh, kind of like number nine role and Marseille have that guy Benendito the uh, Argentinian guy and he's been doing nothing for like a good long couple of seasons like uh, and their run of form at the minute is absolutely shocking they've got like six defeats and seven or something like that uh, so it's kind of it's nice to see that they're going like okay we clearly need like a goal scoring option sign like the second best Polish striker of all time yeah I was I was going to say it whenever you're just like oh is he great I'm just like um eh. What is about he, the other guy? Is he what, no. <laughs> yeah. What other guy? Well, if somebody says name me a Polish footballer, the only guy you say. So yeah, yeah, uh, Lucas Fabianski. Um, no, um, uh, yeah, it, it's kind of weird. Um, I've also been. Um, I will just uh, briefly go over this before we go into uh, the scores for the week. Um, but I have been super. Like I always get this. Um, it's like kind of NFL fever. And it, it normally starts at the like the early rounds of the playoffs, like the wild cards and stuff like that, where I end up watching uh, roughly on average about two full games of American football a day and play a lot of Madden on PlayStation. Uh, <laughs> and it's really bad this season. And it's gotten to the extent where I have inquired about trying out for a team in Belfast. Oh, yes. So we were talking about this briefly. Um because I, th- I think it would be a fun thing for us to do in the podcast. And I know people are like uh, Ryan Cullen did it with uh, uh, Clear and Oblivious. Uh, like they tried out for an uh, American football team in Glasgow uh, just to see what it's like. But um, I genuinely think that, you know, I, I would be a decent like kind of center. Uh, bar the fact that I've just had heart surgery. I need to be medically cleared before I do anything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> bar that fact. After I pass the physical, I reckon I'd be, I, I, I don't want to say like, you know, world beater. All I'm saying is there's definitely going to be a couple of scouts from Cincinnati and Cleveland coming around to see like any games I play. Yeah. So um, I've, uh, I've uh, messaged a team um, from Belfast called uh, Razorbacks NI. Uh, and there's a couple of different teams. There's uh, Belfast Trojans, Belfast Knights, Craig Alvin Cowboys, um, loads of different teams. Uh, there's the Causeway Giants. Uh, from I think they were from Colerain or somewhere up the north coast, okay. and the Derry and Donegal Vipers. And uh, this, uh, you may be going like Jordan, where is this going? Um, if you guys uh, enjoy our podcast and stuff like that, uh, one of the main reasons that me and Darren set this up was uh, we really wanted to uh, promote local sport as much as possible. And sometimes, as we normally do, we forget to do the Irish league scores and stuff like that. Um, but like team sports, like uh, you know American football and uh, baseball, basketball, ice hockey uh, kind of stuff isn't as widely supported as, say, Gaelic hurling, football, rugby, that kind of stuff. Um, uh, so I think it's nice that we can just go like, here, go follow them on Instagram and Facebook and that kind of shit and just try and get people interested. And hey, man, like if you've never watched this sport, <laughs> trust me, it is a very, very entertaining sport. So uh, I'm impeaching you. Uh, impeaching? No. What's the word? Imploring. It's not impeach. Yeah, imploring. There we go. See, you're good today. It's, it's not like... A, uh, what was the other word that I can remember? We'll get back to it. Um, but yeah, no, I would <laughs> I would uh, urge everybody um, to, you know, find out what your local team is. And even if you don't want to, like, go see the games or try out to be in the team, uh, give them a like on Facebook, give them a like on Instagram, give them a share, uh, and just keep this big ball rolling that we call kindness. I think that's going to be good. Can I go to your games? I feel like I'm just going to have to be there sweating, stamping like a fucking defibrillator in a, in a backpack. Be like, <laughs> I hope he's okay. Yeah, yeah uh, we're actually going to be doing, you know, packing bags at Tesco's to raise money to get a defibrillator <laughs> for him. I'm looking forward to that. Um, so should we get into the sport uh, that happened this week? 
Absolutely. Let's do This Week in Sport. This Week in Sport. So uh, this week, um, <laughs> this is one of the rare occasions where we can't actually remember if we covered this last week or this week. Um, so we'll just cover it just to cover the bases. Um, the, uh, the conference championships of the NFL happened um, where the two finalists for the Super Bowl were announced. So the Green Bay Packers lost uh, 26-31 to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, so the Tampa Bay were uh, Tampa Bay were the first people to uh, book their ticket to the Super Bowl, and they're the first ever team to play a home Super Bowl because it's in their home stadium, yeah. um, which will be interesting. And the Kansas City Chiefs beat the Buffalo Bills thirty-eight to twenty-four, which was a very entertaining game as well um, to get their way all the way to the Super Bowl. So it's going to be uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers against Kansas City Chiefs in Tampa Bay. Uh, the Chiefs winning it last year. Can they make it two in a row? Or is Brady going to get, what, his seventh Super Bowl ring or some shit like that? Yeah, I was, um, I was going to say, actually, at the opening of that, you said the name of the team wrong. It's the Tampa Bay Tom Brady's. So, uh... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Featuring Gronkowski. <laughs> yeah, because I was going to say, like, you actually watch NFL. And I was like, so who's their best player? And you're like, fuck, I don't know any of these guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, like... Like I don't, I don't like to admit it, but it's clearly Tom Brady at the yeah. minute. Well, Patrick Mahomes is going; to, he's kind of like taking up the kind of the gauntlet of being like the best player in the league when Brady eventually retires in the next yeah. couple of seasons or something like that. But at the minute, you can like as much as it pains me to say, for a person I don't like at all. Uh, yeah, no, he is a very, very, very good sports player. Um, even if he has, as Dave said, very soft balls. Um, so it's going to be very interesting. Uh, I am looking forward to the game uh, quite a lot. Uh, I stay up and watch it every year, so it'll be no different this year. And the weekend is playing the Super Bowl halftime show, and I'm quite excited for that because I like the weekend. So, he, uh, is that how he's doing it? Is he is his face yeah. fixed yet from all this fucked See, up? See, I yeah, I saw that. I don't know if it's real or not, or if it's just some ad campaign or something weird. But uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, so that's going to be this coming Sunday. So this time next week. Um. Uh, are we going to record before it, or? I think we'll we'll definitely have to organize yeah. something for ourselves for the Super Bowl. Yeah, we'll, if, it's we'll a, if it's a Super Bowl roundup, or if it's maybe it's a prediction show, maybe we could stick a couple of episodes together. We'll think of something. We'll, we'll come up. Yeah, with we'll think. We'll do something. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, that's that's uh, that's pretty much it for Super Bowl. Uh, if anybody would like uh, to donate to our non-existent Patreon, um, so that I can uh, get some beer and chicken wings for the Super Bowl, I really appreciate that. Um, because I'm fucking, I'm I'm moving into Belfast soon, and I've spent all my money on getting a new TV. So yeah, important things in life, smart. Jordan. So what Jordan's gonna do is he, he'll put his uh, he's gonna put his address up on um on Twitter and or on our social media. And if you could just maybe send the new breeds just to be sound. Yeah, and yeah, tell you yeah. What he wants. I mean, like uh, I like pizza. Uh, I literally eat anything apart from feta cheese. Uh, Canto's lovely, but I don't know what time it closes at. Um. Anything I don't like Subway. Subway is the only Fido for me, um, dude. This is this that, is that's pretty much it. Pretty much. Remember the thing of it where it was like hot girls on Twitter used to like put the table number they were sitting at in Weatherspoons and people would send them yeah. things. This is yeah. this is the fat boy version. <laughs> <laughs> Please, I want a Domino. <laughs> Super Bowl oh. Sunday next week. Jordan will be oh, watching and he will be hungry. Get on board. Uh, exactly. Thank you very much. Yeah, moving on to the 26th. Uh, Premiership was back. Uh, West Ham beat Crystal Palace 3-2 at Selhurst Park. Um, I predicted that Sel- uh, that uh, Selhurst, uh, that um, Crystal Palace would make it very difficult, if not win. Uh, and uh, I, eh, West Ham were much the better team. The scoreline really flatters Crystal Palace because Batshuayi only scored in, what, the like, 98th minute or something like that. But uh, so check yourself before you wreck yourself. Scored twice. Uh, what was your... What was the delay that it was fucking 98 minutes long? Why was it such a long match? Was there an injury? 98, sorry, 89th minute. 89th, I was like, what, what? What's happening? Yeah, that, that, sounds, that sounds a wee bit better. Uh, no, sorry. Yeah, no, the 97th minute. Jesus. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Batshuayi came on for uh, Andros Townsend in the 66th minute. So uh, it, it was kind of weird. And uh, Wilford, uh, Wilford Saha scoring in the third minute. And as soon as he scored, I was like, it's just going to be a time where my predictions actually come true on the podcast. Yeah. And I was very scared because I, I wouldn't know how to deal with that fame if it did. But uh, so Chucky equalized in the ninth minute and scored again in the 25th. So two goals for him. 
But luckily, there were other games on that we predicted wrong, so it's fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fucking swiping, wiping the sweat off my brow. Yeah, um, I did. I did not think that Arsenal were going to beat Southampton three one. I did not call that at all. I was like, I did not see that Arsenal. at all. It's at Southampton. Yeah, I, you know what I mean? I couldn't even believe that. Uh, the goal scorers. So uh, Stuart Armstrong scored first in the third minute, and you go like, here we go. Uh, but Nicolas Pepe, Saka, and Lacazette all scoring for Arsenal. Yeah. So uh, yeah, and. Um, you know, Arsenal or Man City beating West Brom five 0 That that was a, that was a statement of that was a statement of return for the old. Uh, that's that's Man City on the charge now, and they certainly oh, yeah. were, they weren't taking any prisoners. Like I know uh, Sam can play that very frustration football, but he just they weren't holding up too much the other night. I'm not having this. Uh, Newcastle also got beat two one by Leeds, which is you know just piling on pressure on Steve Bruce mm-hmm. and. Uh, yeah, it's not looking good for the old uh, the old Jordy. Um, well, Burnley no pressure until this weekend, but we'll we'll cover that one. When we'll we get, get to it. that. Uh, Burnley beating Aston Villa three two. That was a surprise for me, Massive. especially with Ben. Yeah, with Ben me scoring, you're just like, what the fuck? Um, Chelsea and Wolves drew nil nil at Stamford Bridge. Uh, this is uh, Thomas Tuchel's first game in charge as well. I know. I was gonna say, and also side note, have Wolves hit a fucking uh, a, a wee icy patch here, but still, mm-hmm. it's got, got a nil. Still got a nil nil off Chelsea at home. Yeah, uh, I genuinely think it's because their only like striking, like central striking option at the minute is that seventeen year old or sorry, eighteen year old uh, Portuguese Fabio Silva, who yeah. they signed they they signed from Porto uh, during the transfer window this summer. So. Uh, because of obviously the incident with Raul Jimenez and David Luiz, yeah. where Jimenez ended up fracturing his skull in the challenge, like so. Um, Brighton and Fulham uh, finished nil nil. Uh, Everton and Leicester, who you said was going to be game of the season or game of the uh, game of the weekend, uh, ended one one. Uh, did yeah. you end up watching the match? Uh, I do you know what I did watch it. It wasn't it wasn't the game I thought it was going to be. I was, yeah. I was sort of hoping I thought yeah pretty evenly matched. You know Leicester's playing very well. But I feel like Everton could have used that game at home as well to maybe take exactly. a good scalp off a, a top team and try and get themselves mm-hmm. back up. Remember, of course, that at one point this year, Everton were top of the league. When the fuck was the last time that's ever happened? Yeah. But yeah, yeah but then, was it was seven it was, points clear at one point. Yeah, I was going to say it was it was quickly overshadowed because when you hit Thursday, then that big game was going to be... I think that I picked that as my, my game of the day. But yeah. sure, then, of course, before we even move on to Thursday, the other game on Wednesday, which I thought was an absolute dead cert, was Manchester yeah. United and Sheffield United, which is... Yeah, Sheffield United end up winning two one at Old Trafford as well. The arse um, end of the table, two one. First versus first versus twentieth. Yeah. Um, Harry Maguire's goal was decent enough. Like, uh, uh, there there was a bit of controversy with one of the uh, goals for Sheffield, wasn't there? I didn't get watching the game, so. Uh, the goal, like the what was the controversy? How did they work it out? It was um. Well, I mean, do you know what the. Sheffield were just kind of very scrappy and determined and, and dogged about the whole thing. And United just never got themselves going. It's that frustration of, you know, you're playing the what you would describe as a weaker team, but a team that can organize themselves or just even be fucking horrible to play. There's no yeah. open football. There's no open play. You're not moving. You're not breaking. They're just always behind. And then, I mean, it was the first goal of breaking, if I remember right, that broke out and then finished as well. So it was McGoldrick as well that... Uh, can mm. score for Sheffield United against um, Manchester United and can't score for the Republic of Ireland. So there you go. But uh, hey, look no, here, look, hold, hold my hands up. Very, very bad uh, performance by Manchester United and a real kick in the arse as well to be, lose to the, the the bottom team. So mm. wasn't uh, great. We, we kind of glanced over this. Uh, I thought it was on the 27th, but it was actually games on the 26th that we'll just run over at the minute uh, in the Irish League. So uh, I ended up watching the Cliftonville Linfield match at Solitude because it was on uh, BBC website. Uh, Very entertaining game with Cliftonville coming away with three points, which you didn't expect at the start, especially with Linfield taking the lead uh, early enough on uh, with Jordan Stewart scoring in the 12th minute. You know, ex-Glentoran legend was, uh, uh, what team did he move to? I think it was Swindon. He spent a season with Swindon or something like that. And ended up back at Limfield. Um, so that's how his career's going. Uh, they equalized. So it was 1-1 at the break. Uh, and it was a decent enough first half. Uh, and then it just came to life from the 60th minute on. Uh, with So this is the rundown of the goals scored by um, uh, Cliftonville. So Limfield go 2-1 up in the 65th minute. 
uh, in the 72nd, uh, Cliftonville equalize. 81st, they go ahead and they get another goal in the 89th minute. Uh, and then uh, Limfield score in the 93rd minute. But to say that Limfield deserved a point, I don't think that's fair at all to say. So I'm really happy Cliftonville went away with the points there because of like Lauren or like, I think theoretically they're the only people that can really challenge Limfield down to the point of maybe taking a league off from this year um, because Crusaders just seem to not want it enough because there was a couple of big games they were playing uh, Porter Down at Shamrock Park and they lost, uh, they drew 2-2 and then they were playing uh, Coleraine at the Showgrounds at the weekend and lost 2-1. Mm-hmm. So it, do- it doesn't look like they're going to mount anything. They, they, it's probably the perennial third kind of position that they're going for this year and just to see if the Irish couple will actually go ahead. Um, Glen Torren getting another win against Carrick Rangers. Uh, Corian beating Lauren at uh, Inver Park as well. So, yeah, it's a very, very interesting couple of games there for uh, in the Premiership. I've, I've actually just clicked into the table to sort of see how that had, has balanced out. So, Cliftonville were, are actually sixth. Yeah. I mean, they, they beat Linfield. So, Linfield had the three wins in the trap before that. Colerain mm-hmm. are now up the fourth after winning five in a row, or their last five yeah. anyway. Maybe they're maybe they've gone more games. And Balamino are climbing up as well because they have like their last five is two draws and three wins. So Decent. Yeah. the top team, like Cruz, only won that game, but the Cruz had a loss and three draws. They're very frustrating. So they were absolutely yeah. on a charge and then completely stagnated there. Mm-hmm. And, and they've played an extra game than Lauren and Linfield. So yeah, and it, it's going to be difficult for Lauren to get the form back because they were you know, being top of the league and stuff like that by three points at one time. Uh, yeah. And in their last five, you know, drawing twice, losing once and only winning one. Uh, you know, if you're going to win, if you're going to be, beat Linfield to the final uh, of the of the league and stuff like that to actually win it, you definitely need a better kind of record than that. Uh, especially because call a spade a spade, Linfield are the best team in the country. Like, Yeah, but the other thing as well, so, um, as you're saying, where there were those teams kind of need to get their points. And I mean, we're probably probably more of a knife edge over here with the old uh, Irish league as to how like I think I feel like our sports could stop a lot quicker than watching the Premier League you know what I mean it's just oh yeah it's 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 deemed elite level sport but I'm just like it, it's still our league here so yeah. you know somebody gets you COVID, still they know close. the majority of- <laughs> yeah know the guys you like- know the majority of the players that are playing like yeah. um uh so yeah the Sheffield uh, just going back to the premiership there that was a big scalp for Sheffield big three points yeah and a really tough three points for uh uh United to drop uh, absolutely especially with the table went but yeah, then of course yeah. probably are, are they I mean what we the other one we thought was going to be game of the week or at least you know kind of battles of teams that are still chasing was the first game on Thursday was Spurs and Liverpool the yeah the only premiership game yeah uh uh, yeah, that was a good game. Did you watch it? Or? I did. I watched it. Um, yeah. Weirdly enough, it just, at, at times it felt it kind of was like watching the Buffalo Bills play there on Sunday, uh, watching Spurs. It was just like, yeah, you're good, but it's just not going to happen. That you know, this yeah, exactly. just isn't the effort. Like, yeah. Uh, what did what, what Liverpool, Liverpool ended up scoring? What is they scored five and got two disallowed? Is that right? Yeah, something like that. And Huming Sung got an offside in the third minute as well. Yeah. And I think if that if that goal went in early doors, you know that you know that would have set them in better stance to get something from the game uh, yeah. but for me no score just before the halftime break as well which really is a fucking you know fucking knife in the ribs like um for most teams uh with Trent Alexander Arnold scoring in the 47th minute and Mane uh finishing it off in the 65th minute um yes first seasons it's like unless they do something in the FA Cup they're getting off I'm like yeah I think they might be sort of too far off the pace and obviously Man City have hit hit go, you know what I mean? And then Yeah. Yeah, they're the, during the week this week and the weekend result as well. Liverpool are, seem to be very much back on the charge. So oh, yeah, we yeah, shall yeah, exactly. see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Uh moving on to Saturday's game. So yesterday, the surprise so far uh of this week was definitely Newcastle beating Everton 2-0 at Goodison. Massive. Man, as I as I said, uh when uh the end of the United match against Sheffield. I do not understand football and anyone who says they do is a complete liar. Mm-hmm. I just don't get it. Like it is, it is crazy. Absolutely mental. Who, who scored for Newcastle? I only saw the result. I didn't see the goals. Yeah, no, I, I only watched a match of the day. Um, so it, it, there were two late goals. Callum Wilson scoring both, uh, one in the 73rd minute and the other in the 93rd minute. Oh yeah. Just see that. So, but like, 
I know Everton's kind of just completely gone off the pot with that draw against Leicester and then also losing against Newcastle. So I, I don't see them doing anything this season. Although uh, Ancelotti did kind of like back himself by saying we're like when they were <laughs> like far ahead in the league, uh, uh, you know, being top and a couple of points in hand or a couple of games in hand and like a decent points racked up. He was saying then it's like we're not going to win the Premiership. Uh, but if he's trying to do the same thing as David Moyes is doing with West Ham, trying to build them to a seriously competitive team and like signing the likes of, you know, James Rodriguez and having people like Calvert-Lewin yeah. and Mason Holgate uh, and Jordan Pickford in the team, he's going the right way about it. Like, But yeah, I don't think it's their season. Um, Crystal Palace beat Wolves 1-0 at Selhurst Park. Uh, City beat Sheffield United 1-0. Yeah, uh, here I'm going to say this. Only beat Sheffield United one though. Uh, yeah, which you know, especially West Brom was five nil. Yeah. Sheffield United one nil. So unless that was Sheffield yeah. setting up again to just be horrible and frustrating to play. Uh, it seems that way. West Brom uh, drawn two two with Fulham. Yeah, got a point at the Hawthorns. Like, uh, you know, it's a fair point. Two relegation, pretty much relegation bound teams. Um, I really do hope Fulham can do something. But um, out of all the teams that are really struggling at the minute, I think Fulham are showing like the most kind of like determination to try and yeah. uh, find things though. that are wrong. Yeah. And just trying to change it up. Um, Arsenal, Man United, one of the most boring games of football uh, this season. Yeah, uh, it's it's no, so no. it's so weird that we had Dave on last week and we were like, hopefully Arsenal United's great, and we talked about all the yeah. great battles between the two teams over the years. Yesterday's Shite game, game. shit, <laughs> shit. Uh, and uh, this is another wee surprise, although Aston Villa is a good side uh, with them beating uh, Southampton at St Mary's, which yeah. you know it's it, it's a definitely it's like Ross Barkley who's there on loan from Chelsea at the minute. Um, he's a great loan signing, especially for someone like Aston Villa, because I think he slots into that team so well. And like he just wasn't getting the starting time, especially with people like Kai Havertz coming into the team. So I think that was a really fucking smart move to, you know, agree to the loan to Aston Villa, where he's getting plenty of game time, plenty of goals. Uh, and he's getting to play with the likes of Traore and um, uh, what's it? Not Brewster. Um, what's the English guy called? For who? Uh, for Aston Villa. Uh, uh, Ollie Walk, Ollie Watkins. Uh, I was like, and... Grealish, that guy that we thought was Irish. Yeah, 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 yeah Jack, Jack Grealish, <laughs> the guy who was Irish before he got good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> uh, typical. Uh, and then just moving on to our, yeah, we'll do the uh, the Northern Irish Premiership games uh, yesterday. So Balamina two one uh, two nil. Sorry, win against uh, Carrick Rangers uh, in Carrick. One one Glenavon and Cliftonville. Which yeah, I think that's a decent point for Glenavon because they're lower down in the league uh, and they're needing all the points they can get. Like so, but uh, Cliftonville left it real late to the 89th minute for them to equalize. So uh, I, I mean, like I, I'd still, I still think looking at it there, Glenavon are the ones that would be happier with the point there. Um, Coleraine beat Crusaders two one down in the showgrounds, um, which uh, you know it's not great. Curtis Allen scoring. Uh, and it was right at the death too, the 89th minute when Laurie scored for Coleraine. So you're just looking at it going like, yeah, the season's pretty much over in terms of title contention for Crusaders, uh, unless everybody starts being shit and, uh, you know, Crusaders pick up their form. Uh, Warren Point, now Warren Point's very interesting to me because, you know, getting the big scalp with Linfield earlier on during the season, playing yep. well, uh, going to Shamrock Park, getting two points against, or getting all three points, two goals against uh, Porter down. I mean, like, yeah, Warren Point are my second team this season. Fuck it, they're a great we great we side. Like, yeah, the problem being as well though, their their other last five records been shocking because they yeah. get they win the two 0 yesterday, so they played their fourteen games, but they've only got fifteen points. So you're just like, Ugh. that's a lot. Yeah, of, but uh, they're still but, won, but a few uh, kickings. You know what I mean? They're still above yeah. Glenavon, Porter down, Dungannon, and Carrick. So they're they're still in the safe zone at present. They're uh, exactly. They're oh, this on was one of the. Th- this was oh fuck! I always forget one thing to talk about in the intro. Uh, Rory Carroll signed back with Dungannon. I I did see that as well because he was yeah. just playing his fun football. So it, it looks yeah, like they need him. They've lost their last five games. So yeah, exactly. They <laughs> definitely need something like. Uh, and uh, to finish it up, Lauren uh, drew one one with Glen Torren at Inver Park. Mm-hmm. So yeah, honors even there, and especially that's not the result uh, that uh, Lauren wanted at all. Uh, especially when they're you know sitting second at the minute. Um, so yeah, uh, just moving on to today's game, just uh, the today game, 
hardly speak today. Today's four games. Uh, today's four games. Uh, Chelsea got their first win with a new manager, 2-0 against Burnley at Stamford Bridge. Uh, Burnley didn't even get a shot on target. Uh, you know, the New Zealander, Chris Wood, uh, was not performing and Jay Rodriguez or anyone like that uh, was not performing for Burnley. But Aspelacueta and Alonso both scoring for uh, uh, Chelsea uh, and two, you know, defensive players. That's, you know, maybe he's changing shit up because normally their goals were reliant on, you know, the likes of Werner, uh, you know, Pulisic, Kai Havertz, uh, was it uh, ha- Hakim Ziyech or whatever his name is, the guy who came from Ajax, um, or Tammy Abraham or something like that. So it's kind of it's nice to see that they've got other places where goals can come from and not having to rely on all these young, very expensive players. Yeah, that's true. Um, which will, will be good. Uh, the shock today was definitely Leicester getting beat 3-1 by Leeds. Yeah, I did you watch it? No, see I didn't the goals? get watching anything today. Yeah, check out the no. goals, man. Bamford scores a great one where he, he, he counters... And uh, he basically gets out in front. So the ball's played. He, mm. He's out in front because he, he kind of starts the run from his own half. So there's no offside. Johnny Evans is tracking him down. And there's another Leeds man running with him. And there's a really great bit where he just sort of shows that he, he's a fantastic team player. Now, one-on-one the keeper, he could have had a go. So what he does is he looks right as he's running down the field. He sees his man's coming. He keeps mm-hmm. bumping on. He, actually, he kind of sort of slows to give his man time to overtake him for the pass. Draws mm-hmm. the keeper out. Let's Johnny Evans kind of catch up with him, so he draws him in as well. And then just as he yeah. really brings them in, he just pops the ball out the right, and it's a tapping. That was that was Bamford's third goal today, so it was great, really mm. nice to see. But uh, yeah. yeah, well, yet again, Leicester, a team that seemed to be absolutely coasting and having a grand old time winning games, and then Leeds just pop up and fucking do them three one. Yeah. So football exactly. football is a beautiful thing, but there's there's no justice in sport. You know what I mean? Uh, tell me about it because West Ham got beat three one by Liverpool at the um, London Stadium today, which I was really annoyed about. Yeah, well, I was going to say uh, today, I mean, like stuff like Leeds and even this weekend was a real bet buster. Um, yeah. I, w- I would have thought West Ham, based on obviously Liverpool hitting that wee shaky spot, if West Ham could have kept the shaky spot going for an extra wee week or two, yeah. they, could have, they could have at that least been blagged, got blagged a draw out of it too, like especially the home game. I know, true. Uh, and like normally I would say this is the upset of the day, but uh, Brighton beating Tottenham at home. So it was their first home game win of the season for Brighton. Uh, and normally I would say, obviously, it's a big surprise. But uh, Tottenham's run a form. Uh, I'm not surprised that they got beat, to be honest with you. Yeah, You know what I mean? Is it one of those points where you're just like, right, you've lost enough games that I feel like anyone can beat you if they show well, up? Yeah, it's the kind of thing where like Trossard scored in the like, 17th minute for Brighton and they like held on to get the win. Uh, and like they've just their home form has been shocking like um, during this season but uh, yeah as I was saying like Tottenham are just one of those teams where you're just like I am not surprised if you lose against anyone or you beat anyone if you know what I mean like yeah, yeah you could play City and win 3-0 and be like yeah that's you know that's a Tottenham thing to do but then you, you know also go to Sheffield United and fucking you know scrape a draw or get beat or something like that you know I yeah. wouldn't be surprised either way um, and it's frustrating. I, w- I would be very annoyed if I was a Spurs fan, just going like, what else do we need to do? We've got a class manager, class team. We have Gareth Bale, who will soon die on the bench. Um, you know, one of the best keepers in the world. Uh, you know, a decent midfield. Uh, all right, you know, back four. They've got all the components. A brand new stadium as well. Obviously, there hasn't been anyone really in it uh, since it's open because of COVID and stuff like that. It's empty than like- their trophy cabinet, yeah. <laughs> hey, there you go. Uh, that's actually a good place to leave it for this weekend's sport. <laughs> Always end on a joke. Um, so yeah, oh, well, actually, I was going to say the joke I wanted to leave on was you're saying like Gareth Bale's going to die on the bench. Someday they are going to say it, put Bale on, and someone's going to turn around and go, Gareth, you're on. Ga- Ga- Gareth? Oh my God, Gareth, get the doctor, get the doctor. <laughs> Just like me on the sidelines playing American football. <laughs> Get the doctor! Uh, oh. So yes, uh, this week in sport is done. Uh, so for story time this week, we're going to do it a wee bit differently. Darren's going to do story time and I'm going to learn shit. Uh, yeah. Take it, Darren. No problem. This week, guys, story time is about a footballer and somebody, I was going to say quite close to home. He's so close to home, he's actually my great uncle. So yeah, he, he is blood relative to you. Yeah, he, he is blood relative to me. Uh, a gentleman who was six feet tall and 12 stone center forward, or as the old position used to be called, an inside forward. 
uh, is uh, my my mommy's uncle Seamus Darcy. So he was born in Newry in 1921. Uh, mm-hmm. Really weirdly, so his list of clubs he, is actually pretty cool. So he is the same age as Northern Ireland. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> this is something I was I was just like we're talking about a man who was born a hundred years ago. So yeah, Seamus Donald. <laughs> this is the funny one. So Seamus Donald Darcy, sometimes known as Jimmy Darcy or Paddy Darcy was a Northern Irish international footballer who played as an inside forward. Now, I'll tell you the story as to the different names, okay? So basically, okay. Seamus was born in Newry. He's called Seamus Donald Darcy. He ended up playing in England majority of his career in the 1950s when a lot of Irish people moved over to England and everybody got called Jimmy or Paddy. So initially, whenever I was younger, my mum said to me, oh yeah, my uncle used to play for... Um, my uncle played for Chelsea before I was born. I was like, What? My mom was like, yeah, yeah, my uncle Seamus uh, played for, he played for Newry Town and stuff, but he, he played for Chelsea. And I was like, I'm at it on. So I went Googling him, you know, Seamus Darcy, Chelsea, nothing mm-hmm. came up. And I was like, mom, are you sure your uncle played for Chelsea? She was like, I'm telling you, you did. My, my daddy told me about that years ago. And I was like, okay. I went searching again. That was the reason I couldn't find him was because when he played for Chelsea, he was known as Paddy Darcy. And then I was just like, typical fucking guy from Newry to have aliases. You know what I mean? <laughs> Standard, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, basically, yeah, he's, he died, he's, yeah, yeah. He's he's from Newry, but uh, is what he here is is a uh, career is teams he played for. So he spent a majority of his time playing in the League of Ireland during World mm-hmm. War Two, because if you want a good laugh, although he made appearances, he made five appearances for Northern Ireland, scoring mm-hmm. one goal. He he was in the Irish Army, in the in the Republic of Ireland while playing for Northern Ireland because he was from Newry, so he was eligible to play. Yeah, I swear to God, the club he played for, he played for Waterford, Limerick, Dundalk, Newry Town, Ballymena United, and then when he went over to England, he played for Charlton Athletic. Oh. He was sold from Ballymena to Charlton for £5,000. Jeez. And then, which was a really big deal at the time, he was sold from Charlton to Chelsea, where he only played for a year, but he was sold to Chelsea for ten grand. Fucking hell. What, what year was this? 1951. Fucking hell, that's some fucking coin, like. Yeah, now this is weird because he only played one uh, one year Chelsea, but he made 23 appearances and scored 12 goals. It's not bad. So he finished, he finished top, I think he finished joint top goal scorer that year for Chelsea. But the other guy, so he got 12 goals in 23 games. The other guy got 12 goals in, I think it was 36 games. Mm-hmm. So he actually and ended up with he... a better goal, goal score record. And if he was a Chelsea manager, they would sack him as well. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Uh, after um, Chelsea, he ended up doing two years in Brentford before he was he was kind of picked oh, yeah. up to have a bit of an international career. But uh, there's a very funny story, which is listed on a, a website that's run by uh, Dundalk FC, the Who's Who, mm-hmm. which was like um, the way they worked it out was uh, he ended up getting picked up by Dundalk because he was playing for Limerick the previous three seasons. And that year, the previous year, he had scored a hat trick against Dundalk in a yeah. in a cup match. So he had played on the Dundalk team on the occasion of the annual trial game in August 1944, when the Army Eleven provided the opposition. So he was one of three Newry players to get a trial and playing on the right wing. He scored in the five two victory, but he failed to get a contract and returned to Limerick. So he was brought up, pr- and he was playing on the Army team. So he played yeah. for the Irish Army the Eleven, and then when he was still he was still playing down in Limerick as well. Mm. so obviously because there wasn't uh, too many was, fucking jobs like yeah that didn't seem to be yeah no that's mental and uh, like what what was uh sorry did you mention what year he went over to england for the first time with charlton uh yeah even over to charlton it's uh i have as we stats here went to charlton in 1948 charlton so Fair. 48 so literally just you know a couple of years after the um second world war had ended yeah, and like Britain was just getting back on its feet from the war, and he was slamming them in for Charlton and Chelsea and Brentford. Yeah, but the thing was because he was in the Irish Army who did not partake in World War Two, their football mm. league basically continued as normal. Yeah, that yeah, that's what I always kind of find weird. I was like, what? We, it was especially watching like movies like The Keeper uh, and stuff like that, you know, with uh, Bernhard Troutman and stuff like that. But like, I wonder what you know. If there was a, you know, we went to war against Germany, <laughs> like this year. I mean, like, 
would you get would you get like Jack Grealish, you know, being in the fucking Royal, Royal Fusiliers, you know, yeah. just like I, I just imagine him doing his hair constantly. Like. Yeah, there, one of one of the funny stories is, is something that um, whenever Seamus was playing. So there's a wee, there's a wee cartoon of him actually playing uh, for for Dundalk and it's, it says Jimmy Darcy. It doesn't even say Seamus Darcy. But um, it's very funny because he played at Oriel Park, which is where Dundalk play. Huh? And he played in a City Cup match, hitting a hat-trick against Drumcondra at Tolka Park, which is down in Dublin as well. But the, uh, Dundalk then bought um, a guy called Peter Walsh and a guy called Joe O'Brien. So they, they bought in more forwards. So yeah. then um, basically Seamus Darcy requested for his release and he was granted and returned to his hometown team, Newry Town. So, there you go. Uh, yeah. And then before the season was ended, he was capped for the IFA Juniors who defeated the FAI Juniors in Grosvenor Park by 4-0. And he scored at that game as well. So that was one of his first international games where they played like a junior international where the North mm. would play the South every year. Uh, how many caps and goals did he get for the in his international career then? His international career was uh, was actually what ended his career, but he only he only played for Northern Ireland five times and scored one goal. But, but it, was back, it was back in the day whenever they had all the old tournaments, but he actually ended his yeah. career playing for Northern Ireland because they went on a on a trip to the USA and Canada, like a touring team, which I, I will tell you about in a wee second um, mm-hmm. before I get on to things. So he was, the other thing as well, when he was sold to Chelsea for 10 grand, he was already 30. Jeez. I suppose you got to remember Stanley Matthews played until he was like 45. So, you know, yeah, he, think, so. A, a, a legend is he's still playing. <laughs> or dead. One of the two. I can't uh, yeah, remember. One of the two. Yeah, pretty much. But uh, the thing, what was it? Um, I'm trying to find it. There's one. There's actually a very funny stack. Oh yeah, the stat that I told you about about him being the joint leading goal scorer, Roy Bentley. That's what it was. His dozen goals came in 32 games. So in March 1952, he's awarded his first Irish cap against Wales, and four more would arrive in successive international matches. He scored one international goal against Scotland in a 1-1 draw. A year after his arrival at Chelsea, he was on the move again. This time to Brentford in a deal that took future England manager Ron Greenwood to Chelsea. So they swapped basically. Shit. I know this is this is basically the story about the career ender, how he ended up in his career playing for uh, the FA, playing for Northern Ireland. So in the summer of 1953, he was a member of the Irish FA's party on a 10-match tour of Canada and USA. In the fifth game, in uh, which they won 10-0, by the way, he oh. suffered a sprained ankle on a badly rutted pitch uh, at the venue in the unlikely name of Moose Jaw. So in Saskatchewan, in the central place yeah. of Canada, they didn't have a proper soccer pitch, obviously, so they just caught a cornfield and stuck up two sets of goals <laughs> to attract a local crowd. It was all about promotion uh, of basically football in for North America, which didn't yeah. take hold for another 50 years. Yeah. So basically, yeah, he continued no, no. to play for the rest of the tour. He permanently damaged himself, and as a result, yeah. he, had, he was forced to retire the following January, so he was, he was retired via injury on international duty. That's, that's one way to go. Yeah, now it gets better as well because obviously he was playing for Brentford, so they didn't take too kindly yeah. to losing a key player in a critical year because basically they were relegated after finishing second last in Division Two, and they ended up taking a successful court action against the IFA. Really, I thought I thought it would be like Brentford declaring war on Canada or something like that. No, no, Brentford <laughs> sued the IFA because uh, my uncle had ended his career playing for them, and obviously they needed a back <laughs> scoring goals like. Uh, yeah, could you imagine now? Yeah, this Jeremy is weird as well because. Oh, sorry. Could you? No, I was just going to say, Jared Houllier would have a field day, and you know, trying to get money back from Gerbil Cisse when he broke his leg just before the World Cup. Yeah, but this is um. He actually ended up going back to Charlton once he'd retired to work as a development association liaison officer. So I'm guessing that means scout, does it? Yeah. Yeah, so he did that, and uh, he later settled in a wee town called Sudbury. This is, I never met the man. He, he passed away the year I was born, but he settled in Sudbury, and obviously, you know, what all footballers do when they retire is become, you know, they get media training, and then they end up doing punditry. No, not mm-hmm. Seamus. Not Seamus. Uh, he worked as a quality inspector for a local glass manufacturing company. <laughs> that's, that's how you do it. I yeah. mean, like, hey, man, look, I don't want to end up like Jermaine Genus. You know, I don't want to be wasting away on match of the day, getting millions of pounds to commentate on games. <laughs> I want to be in the glass business. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So that's what you end up having as well. But um, there, were, uh, the, down in Yuri, actually, there is a, there's a wee plaque to him as well. So, oh, that's uh, we, lovely. We, yeah, we've produced uh, 
down there you've had like Pat Jennings who's obviously very very famous and then uh, Seamus as well so there was actually a, a reception and recognition of his of his career which my uncle Kevin attended because he's mad about football and he knew all about his uncle so pretty cool that's, that's really what it'd be cool. nice to do a nice wee heartwarming story and a wee one so, about a, a local person as well from doing OJ Simpson and Aaron Hernandez where you're just like death and destruction that, yeah that was a fucking that was nice yeah, I like that, that. that's what that it's like nice. to just have somebody who just played football for a few years and then did something else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Didn't murder anyone. <laughs> yeah, no. uh, and I, I'm going to say this right now. I know it makes interesting stories, but I prefer my sports personalities not to be murderers. Yeah. Um, that may be a little bit controversial to say, but I'm going to stick by it. <laughs> you know? Um, so that's that's us for story time this week. Yeah, that's story time. I just thought we'd leave it on a nice one. So that is... Uh, Seamus Donald Darcy or Jimmy Darcy or Paddy Darcy or whatever other just all the names <laughs> just all the names that English people were calling Irish people in the 50s this is also a nice free tidbit of information um, so uh, we all know the famous cult leader uh, Charles Manson um, do you know what the his first name was on his uh, birth record or Not his Charles. like birth certificate nope what? Uh, no name Maddox how does this relate to my uncle Seamus? Uh, your uncle Seamus was, in fact, Charles Manson, wasn't he? No, uh, you were just talking about names, and it just reminded me that he was born christened the name No Name just because his mother didn't give him a name. Uh, <laughs> I just had to include some form of, like, you know, killing and dismemberment in some form or another. It wouldn't be right. story time without it. Yeah, yeah, you're like, this story is far too uplifting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Death, death, death. Right, uh, so for this, uh, for the games to watch this week, obviously the only one I care about is the Super Bowl. Uh, so it'll be uh, on this time next Sunday. Uh, I'm very excited about it. As we mentioned uh, in the uh, the games, or this week in sport, um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are at home uh, against the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I'm so excited for this fucking game. It's going to be a great game. I would obviously have preferred uh, Green Bay to be in the final, but... Hey, I'm excited regardless. So tune in on that. I think it starts at half 11 on Sunday and it goes on until about maybe three, four o'clock in the morning. Um, so, you know, book Monday off work and have fun with me. And what, um, send, based on that one, obviously, because I love backing into a corner. Uh, yeah. Do you want time to research and watch back the semifinals or are you going to call it already? I'm calling it right now. I'm calling it right now. And I'm going to say the Kansas City Chiefs are going to win two in a row. Two in a row. Okay. All right. Two in a row. Yeah, it's good. But tonight. hey, I, like I, I was, I was right about Kansas City making it to the finals, but I thought Green Bay would beat uh, uh, Tampa Bay, uh, and they might have if they weren't down by eight points and decided to go for a fucking field goal and give up possession of the game when they had like fucking three yards to go with one spur down. They were just like, I fuck it, we'll go with a fucking uh, field goal. And I mean, like Crosby is a great like uh, field goal kicker, but you're still going like you have Aaron Rodgers. And fucking Jordy Nelson on the team. You could have fucking tried to do something at least. Sorry. <laughs> Feel good. We talked about the anger management thing at the start of the episode. Yeah, no, great. Uh, yeah, so moving on to different sports. So um, the Premiership starts back on, was it Wednesday night? Mm. Um, but, they're, but the main, uh, uh, the main um, games are, let's see, on Thursday. So Spurs are at home against Chelsea. So that'll be a very good game, I think. Yeah. What do you reckon? Uh, I'd say it'd be pretty good. Yeah, um, United are actually playing Southampton on Tuesday. That could be a good one. Mm, potential. One There's potential yeah, for potential. that. Potential. Man City would probably do Burnley about 6-0. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Everton okay. Leeds could be good after Leeds win in the day. We'll see if there's a bit yeah, of Yeah, I reckon, I, I, yeah, I reckon Leeds will probably take that as well. Yeah, let's talk about the big ones for you. Uh, Aston Villa West Ham. Thoughts? Yes, yeah, Battle of Clarendon Blue. Um, I'd be very happy with a draw, but um, last time we played them, I think we were lucky because with the VAR goal that, that we didn't deserve. Because uh, uh, was it like saying that was it Ollie Watkins or someone was offside when he wasn't? Uh, they disallowed the goal, and we ended up winning two one. We didn't deserve to win, so I'd be very happy with the draw uh, this time. Um, but on Thursday's game, I don't know. I see it being like a goalless draw or something boring like that. So I'm very tentative to say. It's going to be a good game, if you know what I mean. I think. What do you def- reckon? Definitely worth a watch. I mean, it's. Uh, I think the two teams play 
kind of lovely football. I think they just obviously they don't have the players nor money to be competing at that at when you're going up and up. So it's really good yeah. to drag out results. So seeing teams like that play each other should be good. Um, you've got what else you got there from Villa to West Ham. The next night you've got Spurs Chelsea, which yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Oh no, that's the game I was talking about. I was like, "What? What do you reckon?" Because you were saying like they both play really nice football, uh, really attractive football and shit. I was like, "We're talking, we're talking about Spurs, right?" Well, I, I was, I was trying to give West Ham credit there. You, you are a fan. Thank you, I appreciate that. No, I Terrible take that. Fun. I take that. Uh, Chelsea Spurs. I would say Spurs are on a bit of a slip slide, but mm-hmm. Chelsea could be fighting their feet. Maybe a draw. I mean, the yeah. ne- neither no, no. of them, neither of them likes obviously fucking losing each other or losing to each other. Was it Lampard? Did he say that? Was it Lampard or John Terry said that? It's always really hard to work to lose the Spurs because they released 10 year commemorative DVDs of the games. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because obviously they're just so used to beating them for years. So mm, yeah, exactly. I would go, yeah, probably draw and potentially terrible. Unless Chelsea yeah. has got maybe something something a bit more revolutionary that what they're working on. I'd say talking yeah, about just some, frustrate the crowd. They, they have something to prove. They have something to prove at the end of the day with the new manager. Uh, so this is his first big game in charge. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know about that. Um, Saturday's game, United against Everton. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, That's you the, know, there's there's not much the you know, kickoff the weekend apart from United Everton. Yeah, that is that's the eight o'clock game. Uh, West Ham on again. That's, that's yeah. a quick turnaround for West Ham as well. They have they have a Fulham. Which yeah, West Ham against home. Fulham. Yeah, but it's Craven Cottage, like so. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Um, I yeah, I'd be fair. I'd be surprised if we drew if we didn't take all three points I, I it would feel like missed opportunities if you know what i mean so i think the most game of the weekend would definitely be burnley against brighton and if that doesn't end in nil nil then like i just i give up on on my non-existent career in football punditry <laughs> yeah. hey burnley beat Liverpool. let's not forget for me, it. Hey, c- come on. They didn't deserve that one. Um, <laughs> uh, the game of the week for me, I'm putting my money on it. Liverpool against Manchester City on Sunday. The half-four kickoff. Uh, what do you reckon? Um, it's at Anfield. Uh, it depends who he puts out. Because obviously like Liverpool won tonight with just Salah playing. Like no Mane and Firmino. Yeah. So, uh, and now he's, he scored two tonight. So he's back scoring. Liverpool, Man City, Man City still missing people, but have massive quality. Oh God! Um, Go on. I'm. Uh, it kills me as well because obviously they'll they'll take off into the night. I'd probably say Man City. Yeah, Man City too for me. But like, I'm, but I'm well, hoping it's going to be a good game. I'd love to see a few goals in that one, like because yeah, I hate watching big teams just get a point each and be happy about it. The two bastards. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to watch this fucking game. <laughs> you motherfuckers. This is my yeah. entertainment. I, this is my Pretty form much. of escapism. Uh, so yes, that's, that's us for football. But um, next week, the six nations touch back and we're doing a special six nations rugby episode yes, um, we are. next week. Uh, so uh, Saturday, the sixth, uh, there's two games on the early kickoff is Italy against France. And uh, the late kickoff at quarter to five is England against Scotland. And the, you know, the, the cup within cup. the cup. Yeah, the Calcutta Cup. Yeah, uh, The cup within the cup, uh, which is going to be... Sc- Scotland ended uh, the last Six Nations and their uh, past... Uh, um, didn't they do an autumn tour? Uh, I, can't, I can't mind, but... Uh, yeah, no, they were in, like, decent form. And Wales, who have obviously hit a bit of a bump. Um, uh, and last time they played Ireland, they lost. But that's... So Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday... Uh, there's Manchester City against Liverpool. There's Wales against Ireland, and then the Super Bowl. Yeah. Do not text me. I am not replying on Sunday. Like that is a day of sport. What uh, uh, what time is the Ireland Wales game? Uh, Three p.m. kickoff. So oh, that, that, that's that, going to be a that, double screener. That's going to be a laptop on a on a TV. Absolutely. Yeah, it'll be the majority of the game will be over because the Manchester or the Liverpool City game at Anfield is on at half four. So. I think you'll yeah, but I agree. It's a it's a it's a double one where you're watching both games, like one eye on the uh, one eye on each screen, like. But yeah, a great weekend of sport coming up. I'm really looking forward uh, to next week to cover it. It's gonna be class. No, it's gonna be good. We have plenty to talk about next week. Uh... Now, the most important part of the episode. Absolutely. Let's do these questions. Uh, it's my turn. You got two out of three last week. Um, uh, which was a bit annoying because I didn't want you to get any, if we're being quite frank. Um, so, uh, yeah, I need to do better because I only got one last time. So let's do this. I feel, I feel like you'll, you'll probably get 
most of these. Maybe one might throw you a wee bit. Okay, so okay. question one. We'll start off with, yeah. with uh, an easy enough one for you. Who okay. is Northern Ireland's most capped player? Steve Davis. Well done. No, no sorry, he's actually a snooker player. That's that doesn't Stephen count. Davis. <laughs> All right, you fucking show up. Okay. <laughs> okay, because we're because we just covered rugby as well. So here's a okay. little bit. Here's a wee th- one you have to think about. Okay. So okay. New Zealand, the All Blacks, only have to wear their away top against two teams. France is one of them. Who is the other? It, 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 the, the podcast hasn't frozen if you're listening to this Jordan's thinking yeah yeah it. I'm just thinking like we're oh fuck um, nothing, nothing is entertaining as dead air <laughs> yeah I know right <laughs> um fuck uh I'm gonna take a stab in the gas uh, stab in the dark and say uh uh, uh Japan oh it's actually Scotland it? Scotland serious the reason it's France and Scotland is because both of them were dark blue, blue and they're wearing black, so they have to wear their white kit or their grey kit when they play against Scotland. Oh, that that's a fucking great question. I know. I thought it was something. I I, I was I was going to be like, I'll give him a clue and tell him the colors, and I was like, No, you idiot! You want to win? Shut up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and the last one, which uh, which I think right. is probably far too easy for you, is um, which franchise has won the most Stanley Cups? Uh, Montreal Canadiens. Absolutely, with 24. Well done, sir. Two out of three. Seems like yeah. Uh, the last time the Canadian team won, it was uh, Montreal, and it was the Euros born. Um, so that wraps it up perfectly uh, for this week. Uh, I've been Jordan Robinson. I've been Darren Matthews. Thank you guys very much for listening. Uh, and I'm a better person now that I've gone to anger management. Thank you. That's good, folks. If you're enjoying the podcast, uh, please tell all your friends about the Injury Time podcast with Jordan. And, and fucking Darren. subscribe, would no, you? No, no, no. You're doing so well. <laughs> Ah <laughs> uh, dear, right. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Uh, Bye. See you next week. <laughs>